What's up? What's up? This is the Evil Thread Podcast, episode number cuatro. Whoa, number four? This that is means wild. four, yeah. Is that quadro? Is that what you said? Cuatro. Oh, you rolled the R. Yeah, you're white. So. That's pretty. Yeah, I can't do that, man. I don't know how you did that. It's because I'm, I'm Hispanic. That's why. Oh, is that why? It's easier. Oh, for okay. Us. Uh, oh, us. Okay. I'm the Hispanic one. I'm Steve, and the white guy across from me is Brett. Is Brett for context? Just um, in case you needed to know that. Right. Well, you know, it's important that they know our nationalities and backgrounds. And that right? I can't roll my R's. Exactly because of your skin. Because that has everything to do with it. But yeah, this is the Evil Thread, uh, episode number four. And it took us like, I don't know, like an hour and a half set up, but we're finally ready. I feel like it takes us forever every time. Yeah, you would think it would get easier, easier. to set up because we have all of the equipment sitting here when you walk in, but it still takes a while and I'm not really sure why. Yeah, I guess it's it doesn't matter. I know you got somewhere to be after this. I don't really, so it's it's different. I guess so. Yeah, but you're okay, right? You're not in a rush. We ha- we can take the time to record We're, the episode we could take like professionals. Our, we can take our normal two hours, and I'd be just okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's the sweet spot for the time, man. It's two hours. It's weird. I, I It's hard to imagine saying enough to go that long. Yeah, like in high school when I would have to do a five-minute presentation, I'd be freaking out. Oh, my God. And then we sit here, and at the end of the the recording we look and we're like ah i'm like how long's it been steve 50 minutes and you're like now an hour 45 yeah like, that's man wild i literally like in high school saw people get so nervous they were like sweating and like nearly passing out that was maybe because they were going through puberty too oh yeah yeah okay that probably doesn't help but yeah man so what's been going on this week with you in the present time not in high school oh not in high school yeah um not too much, man. Just uh, you know, the normal daily life, daily living, daily living, hustling, hustling. You know, every hustling, day, bustling, baby. Yeah. How about you? Ball and hammer. Ball and hammer. <laughs> that's the saying, right? Yeah. That's it's it. not ball and chain. No, it's ball and hammer. <laughs> oh God, it's funny we're saying that without context, and nobody has any idea what we mean. We're but it's still laughing. funny. I feel like because it so sounds too. stupid. Yeah. But me, um, this week, man, pretty much more PS5 living. Uh, and I was, I've was i been watching Twin Peaks a lot still. I'm flying through the second season. It's like 22 episodes. That. Yeah, I need to get into that. It's good, man. It's good. When you find the time, it is, you know, and people say stuff about the middle of the second season being not as good. And I can see what they mean, but I still enjoy it. But I'm notorious for being forgiving with movies and TV. Like, I just, even if it's bad, I'm just like, oh, you know what? They did this okay. You, know? you can see the the good side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think, a lot of people can't do. I think that has to do with the fact that now we're reviewing movies. We see how much goes into directing, producing, editing all the shows that maybe you just appreciate it a little more. Oh, yeah. No, right? absolutely, yeah. man. Absolutely. It's much easier to uh, appreciate that when you're breaking down you know, somebody's work that they put hours and hours and hours into. Uh, and I also checked out the first three hours. I got to finish it. But uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, it's pretty good so far. I Honestly, I, I ha- it's been a while since I've seen the original cut. So I can't recall if this one is that different. Mm-hmm. But I remember mostly everything. I, I think so far the only thing that's different is that you see Dark Side a little more. Which is cool, but I don't know that it warrants a four-hour cut, honestly. 
who do you think he kind of portrayed the best with his I don't want to call it like a remake it's more what like a a cut it's another yeah, cut yeah another cut uh like what character benefits from it the most yeah oh okay so far as cyborg i think cuz okay. you get a lot more into his backstory and like relationship with his father and stuff you know and and they they hit pretty hard on that i would think and uh yeah cool. i think everybody else kind of stays the same mostly cool so far again there's a whole hour left so a lot could happen and but i'm glad i checked it out either way it, it's it's cool to check it out just because it exists you know yeah for sure that's uh, one movie I do need to check out. Yeah. Um, I do need to just check any movie out in general. Uh, it's been a... <laughs> it's been a while for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like I said, normally we'll just sit down and we'll throw on something kind of mindless. I don't really have to pay attention to. Yeah. With the exception of this movie, which we will <laughs> right. get into a little later. No, for sure. Um. Oh, and just a disclaimer. In case, you know, uh, in case you want to know beforehand, Justice League, it's in four by three, which I thought was a weird choice. Okay. For something in color and coming out at, you know, now in modern time, it, it doesn't seem necessary to me. I think what you, you know? meant to say is uh, quattro by trace. Oh, oh, excuse me. Yes. Quattro by tres. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That is, that's really annoying that you saw that opportunity for that joke and took that. That's irritating. Yeah. Had to. It's pretty good, though. I'm, I'm glad you did that. It's kind of funny. While we're um, talking about our descriptions, yeah. uh, I just want to make a note that Steve has a pretty gnarly shirt on right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I really like that. It looks like Jason is holding a electric guitar over his head. Um, what, what movie is that from? Is that from a specific one? Oh, man. Honestly, I've seen all of them at least once, and it's been so long since I've seen any of them that I couldn't tell you for sure. Yeah. Because, I don't know, as the series goes on, I feel like the kills just get more ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? He's using different stuff. The guitar is a perfect example. But, yeah, this shirt just has, like, a bunch of stuff from, um, you know, from different movies. It looks like he's in a rock band. It looks pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he certainly could be, man, with that getup. For sure. For sure. I mean, uh, you know, I'm over here fanboying out. I got a Friday the 13th hat on the... Uh, near us, I had to take it off because of the headphones, but yeah, I wore that Dude, today too. Yeah, you're just yeah. repping him today. Dude, he's, uh, I have, oh my God, I, for, I have a tattoo for Christ's sake, man. Oh, I forgot you had that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I guess really Leatherface is probably my favorite, like, big killer, but Jason's a close second. Okay. Personally. Even though Halloween is probably. I yeah, I thought you would have put Mike Myers as your number yeah. one. Yeah. Well, here's the thing like, Halloween is like. That's my, I want to say, mm, I want to say Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Halloween are like neck and neck, but I just slightly prefer um, Leatherface to Mike Myers. And then Voorhees, I like a little bit more than Mike Myers, honestly, personally. Wow. I know, I know, I know, I know. This I is eye-opening like, for me right now. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's just something about him. It's just easier for me to be into him. Because I'm pretty sure that like maybe a couple of years when we talked, you wanted to get there were two tattoos you had in mind. Uh, you wanted to get them on each calf, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One was uh, Ripley, yeah. right, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a face of Ripley. And the other was, was it Mike Myers? Or was uh, it I think it like switched around, alien, but I think the final Xenomorph. decision was going to be Xenomorph, yeah. like a portrait, and Ripley. Okay. That's still in play. Yeah? I mean, years from now, when I have the money. But, yeah, of course. Yeah, because right now, it's I'm realizing if I didn't have all this ink on my arms... I'd have a lot more money, probably. 
No, I don't think so. I mean, a little bit more money. Maybe a little more. Okay, because it is expensive, you know? Oh, yeah. You, you would look at mine and think, oh, that couldn't have been that Ten much. Ten bucks. But it's, yeah, okay, fuck you. Prison. Fuck Prison you. Prison tattoos. <laughs> wow, okay. I'm just kidding. For the record, it was $20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's the sort of thing you think about when you have tattoos, like years down the line, because you make these decisions when you're young, you know? Mm-hmm. And you get older, you're like, wow, would I have done that now? Like, if I look at looking back, you know? I mean, you probably would have. I know you have, like, one, right? Yeah, I have one, but I've been meaning to get more. It's just, like you said, it's a big commitment, and right. it's on you for the rest of your life. Yeah, so you I know. want to make sure that what you're putting on you, 10 years from now, you're going to be, like, happy that you still have it on you. Right, so. right. And there's been moments, man, where I wonder about two specific ones, but I've gotten over it. I'm cool with them. Yeah, you but... Know? Look, right now there was just a topic uh, of conversation. Your your fr- uh, your Jason tattoo. So oh yeah, yeah, that's true. There you go. That's true. It's a good I, conversation starter. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's also the only tattoo I have that anyone will recognize from anywhere. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm looking at your arms now, and nope, not a single thing. But they are cool looking. Thanks, man. Yeah, I think even though they're not sleeves, they they work together for the most part. Agreed. In terms of the uh, color scheme and stuff like that. Do they keep you warm because they're kind of like sleeves? Absolutely not. Okay. They got Well, they're like sleeves with holes in them in that case. So that's not going to keep that's you warm gonna, at all. No. So I don't I don't wear them to bed. I usually take them off. You take them off. Beforehand, yeah. yeah. I take uh, mine off too. Vinegar and, and warm water with soap mm-hmm. usually does the trick for mm-hmm. permanent tattoos. A little lemon if you're having trouble too. Right. That'll give it the extra kick it needs. <laughs> that smells good. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> enough about enough tattoos. digressing let's uh <laughs> all right so um what are you thinking man there's no top five this w- oh i do have one thing i'm gonna say before i let you jump into yeah. the movie i could be totally wrong but i'm almost certain that during the last episode we had improperly stated the year of release for Seder. oh due to a mistake that i made of course i could be wrong we may not have said it on air but you know i just want to say that to clarify, what did we say? It was 2019. We did, yeah. 2019, right. And, um, you know, it's because I got confused between release dates in terms of, like, country and, like, streaming and stuff like that. But from now on, we're just going to go with the original first release date, which in this case was 2019, 2019. for uh, Seder. Oh, was it? It was a different release date in the U.S. Something like that. Like that something was like 2020. That. Okay. Something like that, or in a different country, and I I got mixed up, man. But okay. um, yeah. From now on, a simple Google search will do the trick because that's all I had to do to begin with, which shouldn't be that hard. Yeah. But it was. Uh. So that said, the movie we're reviewing today is from what year? The movie we we're reviewing from today or today is from the year 2020. Uh, this is was directed by natalie erica james she this is her first feature length film she didn't make much before this she made a couple shorts one short she made was called Cresswick, mm-hmm. and it was uh, developed in 2017 and from what i've heard from reviews is that if you don't want relic spoiled for you maybe wait until after you've seen relic to watch Cresswick. Really? Only because she takes some of the horror elements from Cresswick and incorporates it into uh, uh, Relic. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
I was wondering when you were going to say the name of the movie because you didn't say it till just now. Crestwick or no Relic. Relic. You just started talking about Natalie Erica James, and I'm like, what movie are we talking about? I thought about? we said 2020's Relic. No, we said 2020. Oh. Guaranteed. Wow. But it's okay. Probably because you jumped into the movie deets. Wow. Yeah. I have it. Oh, I'm I, I kind of came. I kind of, I gave you the, the pitch, but it was like almost in, too instantaneous for you. Yeah, I, you just kind of came at it weird, but wow. okay. We got this. We that got this. That hurts. Okay. Yeah. All right. So continue. So directed by Natalie Erica James and produced by a lot of people, but the, the names I recognized, uh, J- Jake Gyllenhaal, you might know him from uh, a few movies here and there. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, I saw something too. Did you see this when you were doing your research? That Anthony Russo or one of the Russo brothers had a, a part in this. Oh, uh, you think I did research? Oh, because I didn't do any. Oh, you just at you, all. You, no. you have nothing. I have nothing. So you're just actually on your phone right now, like scrolling through. I'm playing Instagram. Minesweeper. Oh, Minesweeper, nice. Yeah, which just can't be true because I don't have an iPhone. <laughs> so what I meant to say was that I'm playing Solitaire, Kingdom Clash. Nice. I think that's a game. I don't know uh, any of those. <laughs> but uh, Anthony Russo. No, I didn't, yeah, I didn't if, see if, that. If he did take part in this movie, which would be pretty cool, you might recognize him from uh, a couple movies he directed. Just small films like uh, the Captain America films. Oh, right, right, right. And right. the uh, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. Just so. a couple of one-timers. Yeah, no big deal. A little small. Right. A little small, small movies that didn't do that good in the theater. No, no, not that one. Yeah, honestly... I'm glad you went through what he what he was a part of because I for, I knew it was associated with Marvel, but I couldn't remember mm-hmm. like you know specific movies. But I, I recognized the name instantly. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. Normally, for this chick's first movie, you know, if, if that's true, I, I did see that somewhere from one of the outlets. So hopefully that that. Uh, but you don't I'm remember right if you that. saw it on the credits. You don't remember. No, I didn't look offhand. That far. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, I, I mean, I didn't look at it either. I'm just because I saw Jake Gyllenhaal's name. Yeah, I'm I'm sure by. By our next movie review, Steve will make a statement saying that that's wrong. So. Oh, my God. Well, here's the thing. I didn't look at the credits because like five seconds into them, I was, you know, washing dishes and placing roof tile. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hard labor. Yeah. I mean, it's just I got to figure out a way to occupy my time when I'm not watching movies and placing roof tile takes a while. Wait, so, so you were doing that while you were watching Relic? No, right after. Immediately after. Yeah, I went outside. Wow. I had the ladder Wait, ready to go. You were placing kitchen tiles outside? Oh, no, roof tiles. Oh, roof tiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. outside. Yeah. Wow. Even though it's not my house. That's all right. You're helping out. I don't know why. Our landlord is kind of a dick. <laughs> I don't know him, so I can't speak for him. But I'll go oh, by you, you don't have to. your word. You don't have to. Yeah, I could assure you he is. <laughs> it takes him months to come over to fix anything. Wow. Yeah. That's not uh, a good I mean, landlord. Yeah, exactly. And to get a new washer dryer, it took us like so long. So you just wore dirty clothes. Basically, and it sucks. The new one sucks because the dryer was it the lint trap. It's like a side thing. It just gets lint everywhere every time you pull it out. Basically, is what I'm saying. It's horrible. Oh, such a shame. Anyway, tell them to buy you a new uh, dryer then, just for that. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, we'll be swiftly met with a no response. <laughs> Do you know if you take lint and store it, you can use it to start a fire a lot easier? Like start a fire like a, a, a oh, fire like outside. A, a fire that you fire. want to start. Yeah. I see. That makes sense. Yeah, it works Because they say well. it's good the fire. best way to start a fire to burn your house down. So. Is lint. Right. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. That's a good mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. I never thought of that. Okay. All right. Well, moving on. <laughs> this movie has a pretty good cast. It's really only three females. Our, our lead is Emily Mortimer, or one of our leads. She plays Kay, or the mother. 
you might recognize her from Shutter Island. Uh huh. She was in that HBO series. I think it was was it a miniseries, The Newsroom. I think so. I believe so. Yes, a miniseries. I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. No, me neither. Uh, we have Bella Heathcote who plays Sam. Yeah. She was in which I never saw the Neon Demon. That movie's pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh your boy. Oh yeah, Nicholas Winding Refn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He uh yeah, he directed one of my favorite movies, Drive. Oh man. I was fanboying over that for a while. Great movie. Yeah. Did you did you ever see Only God Forgives? Yeah, it was pretty decent. Yeah. I wasn't like I I never see any of Refn's movies and I'm just like, "Oh god, it's fucking sucks like i never say that about no him. no because just visually it's pleasing if anything right he's, he's like the su- opposite of m night Shyamalan, basically pretty much yeah because <laughs> he sucks yeah i mean well he's okay well he's made a comeback ish since uh, i haven't seen the show he's doing yet what show's he doing the servant on apple tv plus oh i didn't even hear this yeah um i don't know much about it but it looks pretty decent i'm gonna check it out you know, but I know most of the movies that I saw after Sixth Sense were not as good as Nicholas Winding Refn's movies after his first movie. Yeah, you know, yeah, he got a good actor to to act in his movie, so we'll give him that too. Yeah. Okay, so so, so Bella Heathcote, you were talking Bella about. Heathcote, right? She was also in the Man in the High, Sc- High Castle. Fuck yeah, which I haven't seen either. It's a pretty good show. Yeah, have you? You've seen it all? Oh yeah. Okay, that's good. It's four seasons, pretty solid. Nice. I would say. It's worth a check out. It's not like top tier. It's not Breaking Bad level yeah. or anything like that, but it's 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 worth a shot. Something you could put on and just binge through. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. It's nice. bingeable. And then we have our final lead, Miss Robin Nevin, who plays Edna or the grandmother. Yeah. The only thing I found her in that would be recognizable was uh, she was in the two Matrix movies. Uh-huh. And she played the counselor or one of the counselors. Right. Is there anything else that you recognize her from? Honestly, not a damn thing. Yeah. No. I guess she's pretty regarded over in the uh, Australian film industry, but over here, I only recognized her from The Matrix. She's she's Australian. This woman. That's or, that's what I got out of it. Oh, she's just well oh, regarded at the at the most. Yeah. Okay. 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 I mean, she she does a pretty good job in this one. Yeah, I would no, say she does. Uh, this. The runtime's 90 minutes, so it's not super long. It's a pretty quick watch. We had trouble streaming this. Um, we couldn't find it anywhere to rent. I'm just going to throw this out there in case someone's looking to watch it. I'm oh. just going to save you the time. I didn't think to mention that. Good yeah. idea. So uh, what we ended up having to do was get a uh, free trial from Showtime. I went through Amazon, so I only got seven days, but Steve, being the genius that he is actually went through Showtime and now has a 30-day trial. That's right. So I'm going to attempt to do that once I'm done with my seven-day. I don't know if that's going to work out. Oh, dude, all you got to do is use a different email. Or you could even use the same one, probably. Oh, okay. Yeah, because if you did it through Amazon... I did. It would be under Barb's. Yeah, okay. So, dude, worst case, you just use another email. Okay. That's it. Sweet. So we could do that movie I know you're so looking forward to doing. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, yes. It's going to... It's going to be very exciting. Because you specifically said you didn't want to do it. I did. And I'm sure... So I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm surprised you're not picking it for the next episode. Oh, because your 30-day trial hasn't started yet. Oh. But mine is like not even halfway over. So we have time. I don't know if we do because if you don't pick... We're not reviewing oh, no, another we episode might not. for two weeks, <laughs> dude. So you got to pick it now. And it's, nah, man. 
I already had my pick, man. I can't go back on it now. Oh, that's such a shame. You know, worst too. case, I'll just I'll just keep my Showtime account. Yeah. Let's start start another monthly that's, subscription. Why not? <laughs> they they suckered you in. That's it. <laughs> Dude, I mean, they got some pretty decent movies, that's man. That's how they do it. And uh two movies actually that are on our potential really? episodes list. Yeah, yeah. And um, which would make sense because if we're renting a movie for it, on average, it's about four to five bucks. So exactly. Showtime's what, eight bucks, nine bucks? It's actually eleven dollars. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> Believe it, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. I'll just make up a random email and start a trial with that. Just the Evil Thread, nineteen eighty one. Yeah, I was gonna use that, dude. Well, if you do, you can just give me the username and password. Oh, that's true. Okay. <laughs> Nah, but you could just literally create random emails as much as you want. They they never know if they're real. We could just split Showtime like we do with Shutter. I idea. honestly didn't think you were gonna say that. No, but I mean, now that you did, I'm down. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Look at us. I'm never gonna say no to more TV and movies. No, I just immerse myself in it. <laughs> oh God. Separate myself from reality. Okay, so if that's the case, I'll keep the account and then. Um, yeah, I'll just give you the info. Sweet. Okay, we don't have to talk about this no, plan right. right now. Moving on. <laughs> they don't need to hear that. <laughs> so this is a this is a drama, a drama horror, right? You would say it's heavy on the drama with uh with a horror element. A little bit of a sprinkle. Yeah, like if I was baking a cake with this and the the dough or the the bake uh whatever it is. You called. mean like the batter? The batter, that's it. The oh batter. My God. I don't make cakes. Very have you often. ever cooked anything or baked anything before? <laughs> I don't make cakes. I'm not. I'm not a sweet. I don't have a sweet tooth. It's very easy. Well, I the batter would be like the drama, or the whole like the family dealing with the emotional stress mm-hmm. of uh, a family member's mental decline, while the horror would be the icing on the cake. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. And the director made it pretty apparent that that's what she wanted. And while she does love horror and believes in expression through horror, she really wanted this movie to be heavy on the drama. Yeah, that sounds. That sounds about right, man. That's it's pretty on the nose in terms of uh, her vision for execution of the movie's, you know, um, feel. Yeah, you know, and I guess uh, like Natalie, Erica James she had a pretty good. Um, uh, what I'm trying to say, this was so uh, pretty much this was a co-production between Australia and the U.S., uh-huh. where Australia has a program. That allows up-and-coming film directors to kind of uh, shadow other directors. Oh. So she actually had the ability to shadow uh, the director, Lee Wanell. Oh. Invisible Man and Upgrade. Damn. So, yeah, that was pretty cool for her. I mean, imagine having that connection. That's pretty dope, man. Yeah. That's pretty dope because those are, he's a pretty solid, uh, you know, so far. He hasn't, yeah, made, so far. He hasn't directed that many. No, but the one he's like produced and stuff a lot. Yeah, like we, I really liked Upgrade and Invisible Man was actually the last movie that we saw right before COVID hit. Wow, Mm -hmm. in theaters. That's weird, man, to think about. Mm -hmm. Um, so this inspiration for this movie it came from a a personal place. So, uh, Natalie Erica James, she's Japanese Australian, and she has a grandma who, or had a grandma who lived in Japan with Alzheimer's and she would go out there often when she was younger and spend the summers out there. And I guess there was a few years that went by where she didn't get a chance to uh, go visit her grandma. So eventually when she made it out there, 
and she saw her for the first time, her grandma didn't remember who she was. Uh, so, right. I can see where that's, that's, I can see where that's heartbreaking, right? Where you, you go from seeing someone who's only looked at you with love is now looking at you like a stranger. Oh man. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Right. Right. And I'm sure she felt a lot of uh, guilt and regret for not, for not going. And it, it just, it makes sense that she's, that she wrote and like co-wrote and directed this movie off of something that she knows, which is, you know, what most artists do. Oh man. I, I, Honestly, it happened so much. I can't believe I didn't notice it more before we started this podcast. Because, like, especially in horror, uh, almost every director has, like, a personal connection in some way to the movie. Even, I don't know, you could even say for, like, movies that you wouldn't normally think. I Like, even 28 Days Later, for example, Danny Boyle, I'm sure there's something that goes into that from his personal mind. That made him execute that movie exactly the way it turned out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm curious yeah. what it is, but uh, yeah, there's got to right there, to put that much effort into something. There's got to be a point they're trying to get across. Exactly. Um, and some type of emotion they're trying to, I guess, relay. Or... Absolutely, man. So, what did you think about like the the theme of this movie? Then, if we're kind of because this is this is another we're dealing with another heavy topic, and uh, it, it's similar to our last episode of family mental illness Mm -hmm. um yeah so what did you think about like the 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 themes or what she was trying to get across okay um well like you just said man it's it's fairly similar to Seder in the way that you know it's as the movie goes on you know you start to understand that you know the Edna is her name the grandmother is you know beginning to suffer from dementia Right. But what separates uh, Relic from Seder, despite their similarities in topic, is that the execution really, man, like Relic kind of focuses really heavily on the family element. Seder was more of like an isolation situation for, uh, you know, the main character, Adam. This like the family's together the entire movie. And that doesn't it doesn't stop once they're together. That's it. That's those three characters for the whole movie, and I think that really hammers home the the effects that it has on other people, man. Like it, it's much more real world to me than Seder, in terms of how you view what's happening to the characters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, that that's uh that's a great way of looking at does it. Does that answer your question? Yeah, no, it okay. does. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I just started say, going off and I wasn't sure. Yeah, no, that's good. Like I was gonna say, like the main themes here: neglect, acceptance, empathy, which is kind of all like what like what you covered it's the family actually dealing with the family as a whole dealing with this mental illness and not just one individual alone dealing with it right so, right yeah no that's okay we're on the same page here so should we jump into the uh the nitty-gritty yeah man let's do it nice so the movie opens up with uh we see uh, a faucet on with a tub overflowing and we see some water running down the stairs and we get down to the stairs and we see who is uh, who we come to find out is Edna staring off into the distance. And I'm pretty sure there's there's there is that like that shadow figure kind of looming in the in the background. And as the water is running down the stairs and hits her feet, it shows or we get a glimpse into the room where uh, there's a Christmas tree on, which is indicated 
an indicator that it is probably Christmas time. And I, I thought that was a pretty good touch that they did right there. You know, and what I mean by that is, you know, Christmas is supposed to make you feel warm and cozy and kind of think of like family gatherings. But instead, we see a scared woman standing alone in her house. And this creates that that ominous feeling and adds to the loneliness that uh, is going to be seen throughout the entirety of the movie. No, I mean, that makes sense, man. Because when you're dealing with dementia and other related mental illnesses as a family member, it changes holidays, man. Holidays turn from something that are enjoyable to something that's pretty terrible i imagine mm-hmm. you know in that situation i and uh i didn't think of that man so i'm glad you brought that up the mm-hmm. christmas tree thing that's that's pretty crucial i think yeah yeah so uh we we end that scene we get to the next scene and we're introduced to our two main characters uh Kay, who is the mother and sam who's the daughter and they're driving up to grandma's house uh, Kay had received a call a few days ago saying that her grandma hadn't been seen for a few days Kay kind of brushes it off, which hints a little bit about uh, their relationship, at least the relationship between Kay and her mother, or Edna, who is referred to as the grandma. So. Yeah, Gran. <laughs> yeah, Gran. Yeah. Okay. So they have trouble getting inside the house. It's locked. Uh, they end up entering through a doggy door, and when they get inside, the house looks very disheveled. There's lots of wax candles around the house, and it appears that new locks have been installed. Mm. Um, they're while they're looking for grandma, uh, they find a bunch of sticky notes posted throughout out the house. Just a lot of, a lot of just kind of reminders and stuff like that. Um, and that scene ends, and we're opening uh, a new scene where they're filing a police report. So they're kind of they're asking about Edna, and Kay brushes off her mother's appearance, and she just pretty much says, "Oh, grandma's in her eighties, forgets things a lot." Like, I I just found this weird that Kay was just kind of brushing this off like it was no big deal. Like, her, like she's been gone for a few days, at least missing for a few days. We also find out that later on in the story that Edna or Gran had called Kay, was it a couple months ago, saying that she felt like someone was trying to get into her house? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she did. Which would make sense why there were new locks on the doors. Um, and I, I just didn't, it just kind of blew my mind that Kay didn't have more of an urgency to get there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I, I see what you mean. I agree. And I think that, you know, honestly, man, I think that's a commentary kind of on, you know, we're, we're not quite at that age yet, but when people get older, you see it everywhere, man. As your parents get older, you know, you have your own life, you're busy, things happen right you don't get to uh be around them as much and i think that's a chord that struck later in the movie as a certain scene it's not really jumping ahead but uh Kay apologizes to edna and said i'm sorry i should have been there right because yeah. right the way she's acting in the beginning of the movie she's blowing it off oh whatever she doesn't really worry until the grandma until edna comes back right. then she all of a sudden is concerned yeah you know what i'm saying yep but that's just that's an everyday thing for a lot of people you know not saying it's going to happen to us necessarily but a lot of people do treat their parents with less i guess concern at the older they get and it's a natural thing you know what i'm saying but 
that's a that's a very big thing for K in this movie. Absolutely. Wow. Great point, man. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so continuing on with the story, so uh, we find Sam in I guess what we can call the hoarding room, and she's in there and she hears a bump on the door, so she goes to inspect it. It um, and when she walks inside, it, it there's like a uh, it it the camera pans onto this one piece of clothing and it looks like the the clothing is is moving by air or honestly it looks like it's breathing oh my god which is weird yeah it looks like it looks like the like the clothes are breathing but when she further inspects she ends up seeing some of that mold um and that might is that the first time we see mold in the house i think so that's what that is it's mold I wasn't sure I th- it was like just a water stain. It's I, mold. I think thinking? so. I think it was mold. It, c- it could also have been a water stain. I'm not really 100% sure. But I, I, I feel like it would be mold because it would play to the the. the theme I was going to say, I think you're right because the house is supposed to be very old. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's been right? in the family, I believe, for... A long time. Yeah, for generations. A couple of generations at mm-hmm. least. Okay, so it's, it's probably mold. You're yeah. right. So we f- Yeah, we find out that black mold, if it is, is very, it's very prevalent uh, part throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so they continue to search for for Grandma to no avail. Uh, nighttime comes and Sam is on the porch smoking a cigarette, and the boy next door, Jamie, he's out patrolling. It's weed, by the way. Is it weed? Yeah, man. Oh God. She getting busy. She's not smoking a cigarette because she offers it to Jamie. You remember? That's well. That's what I was like. And he takes a puff. That's right. Yeah. I guess that would make and he's sense. He's like, ha That would make. Yeah. Sense. That's why it's funny. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, Sam so he takes a puff and Sam asks Jamie if he wants to come inside, but Jamie pauses for a second and reluctantly declines. And something seemed kind of fishy there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like why decline? They seem friendly. Yeah, which we also find out later on in the movie why he does. Yeah, it's cuz she cuz cuz he knew she was going to make a move. Oh yeah, of course. He wasn't interested. Yeah, no, no. He was he was just patrolling, man. He was trying to do his job. Oh, so funny that kid, man. <laughs> He's pretty great. Yeah, honestly. yeah, that was a, a good, good little uh, part of the story there. Yeah. So Kay tells Sam that Grandma had called her three weeks ago, scared because she thought someone was trying to break in. Right? We already uh, explained that. Mm-hmm. And Kay had kind of brushed it off because her her reasoning is that uh, Grandma forgets things, which, like I said, brings us to one of our themes: neglect. Mm-hmm. And we see this kind of appear uh, constantly throughout the movie. Uh, in the sense that Kay is obviously feeling guilty towards neglecting her mom, right? And it's pretty apparent through that reoccurring dream sequence that she's having. Having. Oh yeah. Right. Um, should I talk about that now, or just yeah, as yeah. we go on? Uh, I think you should talk about that now. So, in the dream, Kay is in the woods and she sees a cabin, and the door swings open, and just to make a note here. On that door is a stained window, which we also see present on the door of um, the house of Grandma Edna. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. And when Kay walks inside of that cabin, she sees a man sitting on the edge of the bed, at which point he falls off the bed. And when we walk over to the side of the bed, we see a man decaying on the ground. Um, We don't know who this man is at the time. We later come to find out that it's uh, Kay's great-grandfather who lived in 
the cabin that was on the property where they're currently staying. Right. They later right. turned into the house, essentially. Exactly. Right. Did it Did it turn into well, the house? Well, what I mean is they knocked it down, I think. Right, didn't they? Oh, I thought it was just... I thought it was just a cabin that was on the property and they took like oh, the oh, door you know from what? it. I'm sorry. Is that You're right? Yes. Is it? Yes, okay. yes, yes. Okay. So, so it's still on the property. I think. We never Somewhere. see it. Yeah. We never see it in the real world. Okay. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So the dream ends and the next day we see Sam and she's kind of going through grandma's stuff and she puts on one of grandma's sweaters and throughout the... Uh, entire story we've been just getting these sticky notes posted around the house that uh you know say things like you know clean up or don't turn the water this. off turn the water off yeah stuff you would expect to see a, a, someone just reminding them of like normal uh things to do right and instead she pulls out a note and on this note it says don't follow it uh, i thought this was a pretty nice touch to the movie um because at the time we don't really know what that means but it did create this feeling like there was something more sinister at play oh yes so absolutely uh, yeah props to to natalie on that one good good job natalie (laughs) (laughs) Uh, right after this sam hears knocking coming from oh no 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 so next scene we we flash to the next scene and both sam and Kay are downstairs and they hear knocking coming from inside the wall above the fireplace Right. Uh, when they go to inspect it, they see a large portion of the wall has been covered with that, uh, what we think is black mold. Yeah. Um, kind of looks like like someone took poop and just smeared it on the wall. Um, oh. <laughs> I mean, that's something people do all the time, I assume. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> uh, I, if, I mean, if you think so, I don't think so. No, no. I know monkeys, like, they, they take poop and throw it at people. Which has got to be pretty fun if there's no consequences. And we're kind of close to monkeys, I guess, in that sense. So uh, Yeah, it's just we can't do that without getting in trouble. That's the only <laughs> difference. <laughs> monkeys can. It would still be fun, but we'd probably get in trouble. I would wear gloves, though. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. That's I pretty think nasty. That's, yeah, it's a good idea. Okay, continue. <laughs> so later that night, while Kay is sleeping, a pair of hands. So later that night, Kay has that dream sequence that we just discussed, and... Also, while she's sleeping, a pair of hands come and brush her hair across her forehead. And we're not really sure if that actually happened or if that was part of the dream. But the next morning, Kay is awoken by the sound of a tea kettle going off in the kitchen. And when she enters the kitchen, lo and behold, she sees Grandma Edna. Uh, Sam runs in, gives Grandma a big hug, brushes it off like, I know you're covered in dirt and you've been missing for four days, but hi, Grandma. So good to see you. I know, like, right? Like, just, it just kind of gives you uh, uh, the hint that Sam's been sheltered probably for most of her life. Oh. At least up until, well, obviously up until this point. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she understands uh, the extent of what's going on here. Uh-huh. Or maybe she just doesn't want to know. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe she just like being left in the dark. Right, not that she doesn't care, but mm-hmm. she wants to remain like as ignorant as possible. Yeah, yeah, ignorance yeah, yeah. is uh, bliss. bliss that's right, what that's what it. I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah, okay. So they ask where Grandma's been, and she just asks if they want some tea, right? Uh, number seventeen or- in part two of my notes says, "This bitch Edna making tea and breakfast as if nothing happened. Her feet are fucking filthy." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like mean, you could at least it up. wipe your feet off before you came inside oh, the house. Disgusting, yeah. man. Jesus. But yeah, yeah. Uh, she just 
is there. Just there, yeah. So the the next day they bring Grandma to get an evaluation. And she seems pretty sharp. She knows her birthday right off the top of her head. And she also knows her granddaughter's birthday. Uh, the only thing that seems a little uh, off is that she has a bruise on her chest that the you know she doesn't know how it got there. She just plays off as not remembering. Uh, also, later that day, while Kay is cleaning or, or doing the laundry, she finds blood on Grandma's nightgown. Uh-huh. And when asked where the blood came from, Grandma ignores. So some fishy stuff going on. We don't really we really know what's happening. Um, in the next scene. Sam finds an old sketchbook, and in it, Mom sees that cabin from her dreams. So this is when we find out that the cabin belonged to uh, her great-grandfather. Uh, we also find out that her great-grandfather died in this very deterior- deteriorated can't talk today, man. mental state, <laughs> <laughs> which we can now kind of make the assumption that he died from the same mental illness that Edna is currently experiencing. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, hence dementia. Hence, it is a hereditary condition. Right. No disease. Uh, it also, like we said, uh, it also makes sense why Kay is having these reoccurring dreams. Uh, she feels guilty that her great-grandfather was neglected, but more so she feels guilty that she's doing the same to Edna mm-hmm. because she has that dr- that dream. It was once or twice where her great-grandfather is the one sitting on the, the bed. Uh-huh. But the final time she has the dream, it's actually Edna. And, uh, right, and the dr- yeah, the dream is basically now that I, now that you say that, is basically showing the person who's having the dream, like, oh, this is what you let happen to this person. You know what I'm saying? Because they're sitting alone, mm-hmm. and then their body is all of a sudden decaying. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Once again, neglect as a uh, one of the right, main themes. Right, right, right. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't uh, quite make the total connection there. Uh, at first, because I didn't do any research. I don't know. Part 16, uh, note 2 says otherwise. Oh, yeah. There's like five parts here. <laughs> That's, That's a, a lot. lot. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay, but I, I watched the movie. You did. I didn't do research. There's a difference. Oh, okay. Taking notes on the movie is not doing research. Oh, oh. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree, actually. I don't know. I'm, I'm criminalizing myself here. Well, you didn't do any additional research, but that's because... This is my movie, technically right. my pick. So I'm I'm doing most of the discussion exactly like with some input from you, yeah, which yeah. was nice. So must be easy for you, huh? You know, to, it's pretty great. It's <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not looking forward to next week. You just sit here and breathe into the mic. Am I doing that a lot? Can you hear me? Is that what I sound like? No, no. That's not oh, okay, dude. You gotta let me know. But it, man. It, that would be creepy. It would kind of add to this whole like uh, like horror element if you just kind of breathe creepily into the into the mic. So keep it going i think enough people have heard me do that over the telephone <laughs> i don't think they need to hear me do that here it's like that uh that one character from hey arnold that always breathes behind oh Helga. yeah and he just gets fucking punched <laughs> yeah that's pretty great uh well deserved yeah no no because that's weird man but I, yeah that's what I, I just call random numbers and breathe into the, the line <laughs> <sighs> so we flash forward to the to nighttime and mm-hmm. Kay hears something when she goes down the stairs, she sees Grandma, who is standing at the door, and I'm pretty sure she whispers, it's nothing. Uh-huh. Uh, also, when Kay goes down the stairs, uh, we kind of get that image of that black figure looming behind her, which was a, a pretty cool... I thought this was like a, a pretty cool shot that the director did, because there's that shot where Kay comes down the stairs, she sees her grandma, and we think the grandma's facing the door, 
but then she parts her hair and she's actually facing. Oh man, that got me. Uh, yeah, that 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 got me too. I was like, yo. <laughs> yeah. So, Kay once again brushes it off and brings Grandma upstairs and puts her into bed. I don't know. Think she was sleepwalking or something. But while in bed, we see Edna trace her eyes from the door to under the bed, and she then asks Kay to check under the bed because she thinks something is under there, right? Um, when Kay looks under, upon further inspecting, she sees what looks like some figure kind of moving, and, you know, right as it appears that something's about to be revealed, a book accidentally, accidentally hits her on the head, so we kind of end that scene there. Right. Um, well, she hits her, she hits her head on the bed frame. It was book, book. The book hits her on the back, and then she jumps up in reaction to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. But and you obviously you think the grandma like threw... you think she did it on purpose? Do you, well, that's see I was trying to decide if it was on purpose or not because wh- why what's the point? Why would she ask her to check under the bed and then just to fuck with just her. to pull her out? It doesn't again. make any sense. Yeah. I think it was an accident. Yeah. I think okay. Kay is just being uh unsympathetic okay. still at this point in the movie. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Cuz yeah. that's how she spends most of the movie, I yep. think, is being a jerk yeah pretty much yeah okay so the, the next scene in the movie was was uplifting at first um sam comes home to find grandma dancing with herself which was nice it's not like she was like it was a good song it seemed like she was uh reliving some old memories some good memories and it, it's it seemed like it was gonna be uh an enjoyable shot mm-hmm. and it was at first so sam ends up Actually, Sam ends up dancing with uh, Grandma. However, Grandma asks Kay to dance with her. So just like a little little hint that, that you know, her mind isn't all there. Because mm-hmm. up until that point, well, no, I wouldn't really say. I was going to say up until that point we think it is. But no, the scene before kind of showed us that she is not actually all there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty clear by this point. You're right. Yeah. So Sam makes... Uh, the offer to move in with her grandma and the grandma seems resistant and uh, I didn't make a note of this but she earlier on in in the film uh, Edna or the grandma gives Sam a ring tells her to keep it and hold on to it and you know use it when she wants to uh, she's so she sees that ring on Sam's finger and thinks Sam stole it from her and this was kind of a, a turning point where for Sam where she starts to see a uh, see the more sinister side of dementia. I guess that's is if that's a good good way of, of putting it. That's a perfect way of putting it. Yeah. I um like I said, I have a feeling Sam was sheltered from from this illness up until this point, and this was really her first time experiencing it. Um grandma was a little aggressive too. She kind of like pulled out a ring and uh, pulled out her finger and ended up hurting Sam's uh hand. So Yeah. Little uh I don't know. A little creepy well, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Sam is obviously really upset. And like you said, she's been sheltered for most of it. So I think her reaction to the ring uh, pulling was a little more intense than it would have been otherwise if she was more in tune with what her grandmother was going through. You know what I'm saying? If she had been earlier exposed to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I think if it, if it had been Kay in that position, it would have been handled a lot. Right, and this is also right after Grand calls Jamie a retard. 
You remember that? Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's Which right. is also off-putting. <sighs> yeah, I don't know if that's if dementia makes people mean. I guess at times. Yeah. From the limited experience I have with it, it, it makes people mean at times. Not always. Just but more I, more um more upfront. Yes. Yes. Things I think when your your mind is there, you think about something before you say it whereas uh people with dementia tend to just say what's on their mind at any point in time. Exactly. Sometimes exactly. it comes off like you said, uh rude or aggressive. Right. And yeah, I think that's uh that's also something that uh, is you know, it starts to show when she says that. And she also, Sam also offers to move in with her in this scene, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, did, I did make a comment about that. Oh, okay. In uh, other words, shut the fuck up. I'm getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, except uh, I just didn't say that. But yeah. Wow. Okay. I thought it. Yeah, but and Grant, she seemed pretty resistant, right? Like, I, I would have thought maybe she would have been a little Happy. more. Yeah, a little more for Oh, she it, hated the idea. Yeah. She hates every idea that they come up with for her. Yeah, so there's resistance on both sides too. It's not just uh I feel like they were they were all kind of distant in a sense. It's not right? Uh, did you kind of get that too? Like I, I felt although Kay was distant towards her grandmother, maybe uh or towards her mother, maybe she was also bitter because of that. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. I, like, I think each character, like you just said, you just said each character is distant from each other. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Okay, yes, I agree. Because also, I was thinking about earlier, when Sam is, like, eating pizza that looks like it's burnt. It looks like burnt bacon or something. But, yeah, she's eating pizza. And the mom is, like, asking about her job. Yes. And then Sam is, like, Oh, uh, yeah, I have, I have to, uh, it's cool if I put in for time. And then two seconds later, she goes, actually, I don't work there anymore. And then her mom's like, what are you going to be a bartender for the rest of your life? Like, yeah, yeah. And that just screams out of touch, mom. Exactly. Didn't like, know give she your didn't... daughter a fucking break give for five break, minutes, man. But like, didn't under, didn't even realize that she had switched jobs. Yeah. Yeah, she exactly. Means, yeah. She don't know what's going on. And I'm sure that's not all her fault, though. I'm sure Sam like any young adult is in certain ways distant from their parents by choice. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's kind of like you start off close to your parents, then you grow distant and, and hopefully you end up uh, close again. Right. Not always the case, but yeah. And I think there's something to be said there about the overall theme in the movie. Like as we get closer to a particular part, I'm thinking of, Okay. Uh, it's more overarching than I'm previously realizing that whole closeness uh, to family or distance to family thing. Okay. You know. Yep. Um, okay. So you want to you want to pick back up on the plot? Yeah. So uh, during this time, uh, Sam sees mold on the front door by the stained glass, and like we said before, we know that the stained glass is of significance, which we can touch on at the end of the movie. Um, we get a scene where Grandma's upstairs whistling at that. Uh, it's locked room now. So, but wasn't that the same room that Sam was able to get into earlier? It's a closet, no? It's a clo- it's a closet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it was locked? Yeah. So, I knew, well, my notes have has grandma was upstairs whistling at locked room. <laughs> and when asked why she put the lock on it, she says because she thought someone got in. Uh uh-huh. which makes me think maybe we'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay. okay. Um so, 
flash forward to the next day and Sam walks in on grandma talking to herself and she's sitting at her desk kind of carving those those wax candles, which I'm not really sure the significance of those candles. Maybe you have an idea. Um, uh, they're just there to be fucking weird. I don't know. It's, yeah, I was trying to see if I could find uh, some meaning to it, but I mm. I really couldn't. And there must be some meaning. Uh, honestly, man, watching the movie, I didn't. I didn't get anything from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, well, because her condition is represented by, you know, the shadowy figure that we see throughout the movie, right? right? Perhaps that's her way of calming herself and trying to remain normal. Grounded. As too. opposed to getting taken over by dementia. I, I would think that's the closest thing I can think that would, up with. that would make sense because then this scene actually does make sense. Yeah. Um, Everything makes sense now. It's it, all coming yeah, back. Yeah, it's to all us. coming together. <laughs> so, like I said, she uh grandma thinks Kay and Sam are imposters and that they're waiting for her to die so that they can bury her in the ground. And when Sam approaches Edna, she sees that he, she has cuts all over her hands, which would mean that she's not able to perform this this task of molding the candles that she was able to do, which mm-hmm. like you said could just be a, a hint that She's losing uh, her control. Yeah. Right? Um, Once again, we're uh, unsure if something more sinister is going on because the grandma gets upset and ends up chasing Sam out the door. Uh, I don't think she was... She had intentions to stab Sam, but she was still holding the knife when she chased her out of the room. So, this is... Yeah, like I said, we're not really sure if there's something more sinister going on or... Uh, like if maybe grandma's being taken over by some supernatural creature. Uh-huh. Once again, we're still unsure. So Sam, out of curiosity, ends up contacting Jamie's dad, who is the kid patrolling outside, right? Uh-huh. To ask what happened between Jamie and grandma. And the dad says that she ended up locking him in the room and left him there for hours. I think they were playing hide and seek. They were. Yeah, and the only reason that he was found was I'm pretty sure the dad could hear Jamie screaming. Oh, he was like scratching the door. Scratching and stuff. the door. Yeah. Right. We see the 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 scratch marks. Yeah. Oh, that actually scared me a little bit. When yeah. Did that. Did Don't it? do that did ever it? again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? It's coming that? from behind you. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. She locked him in there. We presume accidentally, but. It's right. hard to say. Once again, just an old lady forgetting or something more dark. Right. Well, no, actually, because if they're playing hide and seek, man, that was his choice to go in there. So she must have known he was in there. Do you know what I'm saying? And if she locked him in there on purpose, I, I would assume that she mistook him for that dark entity. Well, right. Or I thought this is where it got in. Or um, she was. they were playing hide and seek. Mm-hmm. He hid. She forgot they were playing hide and seek or that he was even in the house at all. Oh, and then she came Locked back the door to do something normal without thinking Without even of realizing. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Locked the door and then the scratch marks. She thought someone was trying to sneak uh-huh, in. Uh-huh, called yeah. Kay. Kay just said, oh, she forgets things, which, I mean, I guess it was kind of... If you look at it that way, she did kind of... That would make sense. Yeah. I guess Kay was kind of right, but still not a reason to ignore the fact that your grandma is upset that she thinks someone in the house and you're not going to even attempt to solve that issue even after she changes the locks even after right exactly uh, 
Okay, so you want me to edit that out, right? Uh, you, no, that keep noise that in. you just made? Uh, yeah, no. Because I'm about to. I feel like that was kind of one of the sounds that happened throughout the movie. So it was a lot of like thumping, like. Thump, 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 thump. Oh my god! Yeah, no, you're right. You're yeah, right. so keep the it sounds in are a big deal. Yeah, sounds are a big deal. The washing machine. Yeah, there's not really just going crazy, going wild. That would have scared me. Um, I mean, anything that happened in this movie would scare me if it happened in my house. <laughs> that's or true. in like my grandma's house. Yeah, it's that's fucking scary. That's true. Um, um, so at one point, we uh, see we see Kay and Kay sees grandma outside, and she goes outside to inspect. So this is as uh, unfortunate. This the story's progressing, and I feel like the uh, symptoms are getting worse for Grandma Edna. So Kay goes out to inspect, and she sees grandma trying to eat uh, photos and obviously she pulls them out of her mouth and grandma kind of uh, gives her some resistance and leaves and we find her trying to bury her photo album and when asked why uh, she says that she wants she wishes she could bury herself so that it can't get to her so I mean, this could be symbolic of the fact that she's trying to hold on to her memories and maybe if if she thinks the house is the source of the problem, then burying it outside of the house uh, would protect those memories. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Is, that, is that kind of what you got out of that? Yeah, so, that, that seems about right, man. Um, yeah, that's her way of preventing the, you know, the, shra- the black uh, outline entity or whatever from getting to her, I guess. Right. It, but what's more perplexing is she eats the photographs without a condiment. No ketchup. No water. No mustard, mayonnaise, nothing. Like, why? I, I mean. Yeah, and she was, I think she had one or two. Like, why not kind of take little pieces and rip them off? Peanut butter. Peanut butter. It'll go down easier, I think. Did you see what uh, photo she was eating? I think it was a picture of Kay. I didn't catch, is that what it was? I think so, yeah. Okay, I didn't quite. I couldn't see it, you know. Which is like that's that's heartfelt. Like as 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 crazy as the scene is, like it's she's trying to hold on to the memory of Kay, and that's like even though she kind of uh, what's the word, man? Neglects her. Uh, when you uh, resent somebody, resents okay. right. Even though she resents her, she still cares about her daughter. You know. Yeah, yeah. But and then once again, the question is, you know. All grandma says is so that it can't get her, like, why she was eating the album. So we don't know what what can't get her. Is it dementia or is it something more sinister? Yeah. So once again, director doing a good job of keeping things vague. Killing it. Killing it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so dum, dum, dum. Sam goes, so Sam ends up going into the locked room and she finds a hidden part of the house. Uh-huh. So before, I think that was the same room where we saw the mold in the beginning, but there was a bunch of, uh, I don't know, stuff covering the entrance to the other hallway. Yeah. Well, I, I'm honestly, man, when she moved this stuff, I was like, my mouth, my jaw dropped. Yeah. Because the whole movie, you know, you're not really sure where it's like, what the twist is going to be, where it's going to go. And I see that. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, An that's empty insane. Room. Yeah. And she steps in it. It looks like a like a whole nother side of the house. Like, it's more than just a room. It's like the whole house. Yeah. And you, I don't know, man. Okay. Okay. Keep going. And okay. then, you know, I want to talk more about that. Yeah. Of yeah. So she goes, she ends up kind of patrolling through the, uh, this, this hidden hallway or hidden uh, labyrinth, you could call it. 
And throughout the halls, she's seeing all these sticky notes posted over. Uh, I think a lot of them were just kind of the, the same, you know, like mundane tasks, like like we said earlier, you know, just clean Turn the up. water off. Yeah, that yeah, type yeah. of stuff. And... Uh, but oh, as, I was, mm, yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Uh, there is some other ones. There's that, at least one more. Is that what you're going to get to? Yeah. Oh, the other post-it? Yeah. Okay, okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. yeah. Um, so, right, so as, as she's progressing further into the hallway, more mold is building, and she ends up seeing this uh, black figure kind of outlined in mold, and that's when she's kind of like, all right, fuck it, I'm out of here. Yeah. So she turns to leave and ends up getting kind of trapped in the halls. It looks like the halls are changing, and she's unable to find her way out. Like we said, during this time, she's coming across all these sticky notes, some innocent and others more uh, ominous. A couple in particular, uh, which kind of scared the shit out of me too like it was it was it got its point across was uh it's here and get out it's and fucking scary yeah that that's creepy well, like, what are we referring to here uh-huh. uh at the same time the walls are l- literally closing in on her as she progresses further down this labyrinth the uh hall is compressing and getting smaller and smaller yeah no cell service either it's important to note no yeah no cell service yeah did she do you think she had 5g or was that probably not no most people don't yeah which i don't think a lot of people realize really i don't know well you need I to have a 5g capable device do you have 5g capable uh no i don't think so i think oh. the iphone 12 is the first one. Oh, wow. yeah I so you I definitely have. don't have no it either. i don't we have the same phone but like it, oh we do oh yeah that's right mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of, uh, carriers false advertise that it's like, Oh, 5g, but they don't tell you that. Oh, you need this phone. Yeah. I just assumed you know that I had 5g cause they told me I did. Exactly. I exactly. put my trust in them. Fuck them. And I was let down. They suck. All right. <laughs> uh, so where did we leave off? So, yeah. So, uh, Sam is stuck inside that labyrinth trying to get out. And there was this one trippy scene that was kind of cool where she gets to a point where she's so trapped that. She barely has any leg room, but she has enough room to kind of kick. She ends up kicking a hole in the ceiling, and when she kicks the hole in the ceiling, she actually falls out of, into a wall, so it becomes a wall. It was, really weird. That was cool. Yeah, that 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 was trippy. That threw I like me that off. though. That I did cool, too, man. So all the while this is happening, uh, we get a scene where Kay and Grandma are eating dinner, and uh, we get a wicked glare from Grandma Edna at Kay, probably because the food sucked. Um, <laughs> could be wrong. But she, Probably. Yeah, yeah. She, she leaves her she leaves her dinner plate full. She stands up to go take a bath, and uh, she pees on the floor. And while uh, Kay is cleaning the floor, she sees that black mold that's been present throughout the entirety of the movie. Yeah, this was a uh, this was a cool cool scene. What did um what do you think the pee signified? The I'm sorry. The what did I think the what the pee. Like oh, the her pee on, the on the floor. Yeah, and if because I, I I do have something if if you don't. Yeah, I don't really have anything, man. So maybe you could tell me about your pee theory. There's not really much to it. I think it just pretty much meant that Edna was no longer in control of herself, and that's kind of a pretty scary thing. Because this is kind of the turning point where, you know, shit starts to go downhill. Yeah, really quick, and. You know, a lot of movies tend to uh, uh, do this too, where they they use pee 
as a way to show that the character is no longer in control. Um, one example would be like The Exorcist. Dude, I was, I was just thinking and, that, and this movie's a lot more similar to The Exorcist than I previ- previously realized. Yeah, yeah. There's no priest. And, That's the biggest difference. Yeah, and it's an old woman, not a girl. And right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, so that was that was my P theory. But man, yo, no, that's that's a good pickup, man. Mm. That's good. Cool. Because, uh, well, yeah, I'm trying to compliment you. <laughs> no, because that scene in the Exodus when she's like, "You're gonna die up there," and then she just pisses all over the floor. That's it, right? She's not the one who's saying that. Oh. Well, well, yeah, no, I mean she not. is, but oh yeah, yeah, okay, all right, but yeah, yeah, good, good pickup with the P theory. Yeah, man. yeah, we're, we're gonna keep you around for those in the future. <laughs> These P theories, yeah, I'll relate sure it all back to be, the P. <laughs> I'm sure there's gonna be plenty more. <laughs> So we uh, now we flash back to the grandma who's uh, in her bath, and uh, once again the bath starts to overflow, and somehow Kay is oh. able to uh, get a view inside the bathroom through. Or there's uh, like a uh, like a window above the door. A window above the door. Yeah. yeah. So she's able to peek inside, and she sees grandma stabbing her chest. Oh. Um. Yeah. So. It, uh, Right, like like we said, Grandma at this point has lost all control. So now dementia is in full force. At least that's what I think it means. Oh yeah. Um, the lights short short, the lights short circuit, and this is kind of where the climax of the movie happens. This was kind of where all the buildup of tension leads to well, this next whatever ten minutes. I guess yeah. it was that long, I, right? I think it's a little. Might be a little longer. Maybe a little longer. Like fifteen twenty. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Which so, is yeah, okay. Yeah, the li- so the light sh- short circuit, um, they end up using those those candles, right? Oh, she's using all the candles around the house to Does she use more than one? I don't know. Well, she lose she uses at least one of those candles. I don't remember I don't remember that's what I'm saying. I don't remember if she has time to use more than one, but she does use at least one. Yeah. yeah. So they're they're good for something. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we get a uh, uh, an image of Grandma also poking her face with the knife. Oh, um, and she ends up chasing Kay into that alternate room, all the while her skin starting to uh, shed from her body. So Sam and Kay end up uh, meeting in this uh, hallway of uh, you know the alternate, uh, I guess. What are you looking at? Yeah. I don't, yeah. Yo, you think that shit is actually physically there? Or is that like I, a mental game for them? What do you think? Oh, man. I That I'm not 100% sure. I'm going to try and tie it. Like, we can tie it all in, like, at the end, once we're done with, like, uh, like the plot of the movie. Oh, okay. This I is think, another shut the fuck up. I was getting to that thing. No, I'm just trying to think if, because I feel like I need to start <laughs> at one point to blend it all together. Oh, okay. If that's yeah, kind yeah. of the, but you yeah, um, no, no, I get you. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. So, but let ahead. me just ask you, do oh. you, what do you, do you think it is or no? Like a, I, I honestly asked that question. I still don't know till this moment. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know what to think. I think it could go either way, depending on how you decide to interpret the movie. Yeah. I, I would lean toward not real. Okay, that would make sense considering that none of it is actually real. So that would make more sense. Wait, none of what? Oh, the well, I'm sorry. Once again, uh, like that the 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 figure I don't think is real. Oh no, right? Okay, okay, okay. this is all. Right, because there's a quote I want to bring up. Okay, later when we talk about that. Okay, okay. So go ahead. I'll continue. 
So Sam and Kay both end up into what we think might be uh, a non-existent uh, labyrinth. And Sam's trying to get out, and she ends up busting a hole through the uh, wall, which is right above the fireplace. Sam is able to crawl out, and uh, let me just uh, retract real quickly before Sam actually uh, goes through that hole. We get this cool uh, vision or image of Grandma coming across uh, the hall, like crawling around the corner to them. Ooh, yeah. Kind of ring vibes, right? Yeah. Oh, You got that? Yes. Yeah. That was tough. Yeah. Sam, uh, like I said, Sam makes it through the hole, and as Kay's going through, Grandma's trying to pull her back. Eventually, Sam pulls her through, but uh, Grandma follows, and she doesn't really, like, attack them. She just kind of, like, crawls over them, and I'm not really sure what she was trying to do, like... Um, hug them <laughs> yeah no I think uh, like you said she's not trying to attack I think that's a thing where when somebody with her condition is in it right they know what's going on they know who's who they're kind of desperate to be remembered to be interacted with you know what I'm saying I think that's more of what it is like oh don't forget about me I'm still here you know what I'm saying? Like that would make much more sense. That's what yeah. I get from that. Because she's not being aggressive, like towards them. I mean, she's trying to get to them, but right. like once she gets to them, she's not trying to attack them. Exactly. And You're this right. is after you know a considerable amount of time after Kay apologizes for not being there. Yeah. Saying it is one thing, but obviously Edna doesn't feel like she's acting accordingly. Good point. You know what I'm saying? Good point. Yeah, I know. I make those all the time. So once in a while. So oh, okay. So. So grandma's eventually subdued uh, with a candle over the head. Something. Oh, no, it was the pipe. Oh, was it the pipe? The pipe they used to break the hole in the oh my God. wall above the fireplace. Oh, even worse. Yeah. Oh, dude. She yeah, hits so her with that should... pipe. Good, wow. man. Yeah, that was a good hit. So as so grandma's laying there in the uh, uh, very vulnerable, cuddled position or huddled position. And as mom and daughter go to leave... Uh, Mom gets to the door. She sees. Uh, she gets to the door with the stained glass window, and she says that she can't leave her like that. Mm-hmm. So she closes the door on Sam and locks her out. Um, we then just we have this last final scene where she carries Grandma up the stairs and starts to peel her skin off until she's been fully exposed as this black creature, which was practical effects. Oh, dude, cool. amazing practical yeah. effects. Honestly, like we said, practical is always the way to go. Oh, it's for horror. It looks so good, man. Yeah, yeah, it looked really good. Um, Sam eventually comes upstairs and sees fully peeled grandma. Um, she kind of looked like uh, remember that SpongeBob episode where fully peeled grandma. Oh, God. <laughs> that SpongeBob episode where he's selling chocolate and he ends up selling it to like that grandma who wants like chocolate. I think I remember. Yeah, That's, yeah. Oh man, kind of. I kind of got. I got SpongeBob vibes. That's that. fair. I think. Wow. Okay. I'm but otherwise, have to look very. It up, but I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking about. Very good practical effects. Yeah. So, after Grandma's been peeled, Mom lies down with uh, Grandma and Sam. I, it it looks like she reluctantly. I mean, she lies down. I don't. I don't want to say reluctantly, but more like confused, kind of like. Oh, lies, I'm sorry. Uh, Sam. Sam. Okay. So we get that last image of uh, all three generations like huddled together. Yeah. Um, and while uh, they're all laying next to each other, Sam sees that little bruise on the back of Kay's back. Uh-huh. Uh, bruise or mold, whatever it could be. 
Um, and that's up for interpretation on whether maybe that was just a bruise that Kay sustained during this kind of altercation or it's actually black mold and uh, fat fucking chance I, during the altercation. <laughs> fat chance. Come on, man. I'm trying to. Oh, uh, you're trying to garner suspense a little bit, but yeah, okay, no, sorry. it's, it's 100% that. not. It's, it's, this is to signify that, um, dementia is now starting to, uh, infect the, the next generation or. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No. And, uh, my last three notes here, tw- numbers 23, 24 and 25 in part six, <laughs> They say you watch your parents die and it's incredibly painful and you sometimes you feel like you can't do anything to help them. Parents try to shield you from the pain, but you eventually have to see it for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like that's, um, you know, that's K- the first one I just said, you watch your parents die thing. That's K. And then the next thing, parents try to shield you. That's Sam. Like she's trying to protect Sam from this, but Sam gets in the bed and sees for herself what could happen to her later. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like she's not being uh, sheltered, like you said earlier. You know what I'm saying? Not being sheltered, and I think more accepting now, uh-huh. after seeing the uh, relationship between uh, grandma and her mom. Right now, can be more accepting to the fact that this is something that may happen to her mother further down the line. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I had another one that says. Oh, yeah. You you okay. feel most guilty when you see your parent in a diminished physical state, right? So, you know, she peels the skin and she sees Edna like, I don't know, she looks like a burnt carrot or whatever, right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, and she lays down next to her. That's her, like, embracing her guilt and trying to be as close to her mom as po- as humanly possible. Like, oh, she's about to die. Like, I need to be here. You know what I'm saying? I think there's something too about seeing your parents at their most vulnerable state. Oh yeah, right. Because you, it's as when you grow up or while you're growing up, they're kind of viewed as this like superhero type, right? Like they could, like nothing could conquer them. And then you kind of see what happens as uh, time goes on, right? Time seems to be this. Uh, I don't know. It's sobering. Like you realize they're like, you know, they, they become fragile and everything, the opposite of what you thought that they were. Right. 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 Exactly. My bad. Were you going to say something else? No, no. I was uh, thinking about it, but you cleared it up. It seemed like you were taking too fucking long. I was kind of losing my uh, train of thought. So So hurry the fuck up next time (laughs) and I won't have to do that. Wow. I got it. (laughs) So that's, that's the, um, that's the end of the movie. Yeah. I do have. I want to revisit that quote I was talking about, if you don't mind. Which quote? Okay. No, I'm going to tell you. Um, Back when Sam and Edna are standing in front of that closet where uh, Jamie got locked in, um, they're talking and she says, since your granddad passed, this house seems bigger somehow, unfamiliar. The only thing I have left is all these memories, right? Um, that to me is what kind of communicated the fact that the extension of the house that Sam gets trapped in later is not real. You know what I'm saying? Like bigger, somehow unfamiliar. That's got to mean everything on the other side of that closet is the bigger, somehow unfamiliar. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So what do you, so, all right. How do you think, how did Kay and Sam end up in there? Or like what's going on with them? Like, 
that would make sense that it didn't exist uh-huh. if, say, Edna was the only one who could access that. I see what you mean. Um, ah, wow, you fucking dick. Because well, <laughs> I, I thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, and this is kind of one of the issues I have with this movie. Um, is that I thought overall the story had a lot of symbolism and the symbolism made sense with the storyline. But the storyline on its own didn't hold up. Uh huh. Like there's just uh-huh. some scenes that don't don't make any sense sense without the symbolism. Uh, for don't example, make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> for sorry. example, the changing hallway. Yeah. Or like the peeled back skin. Yeah, yeah. Like, like normally in a in a in a typical movie like say Hereditary, you'll see a more practical story, and then uh-huh. molded into that story uh-huh. is some deeper meaning, along with right. some metaphors and less straightforward interpretation. But, like I said, I didn't I didn't really get. I feel like without the symbolism, the practical story didn't make sense. Oh, for dude, example, what we're absolutely. discussing right now, the changing hallway. Like, I don't I don't know why Kane and Sam were able to access it. Right. The bridge between the physical and the, um, oh, my God. It's like supernatural or maybe not. Uh, yeah, like uh, the bridge between the physical and, like, the theme of the movie is weak. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like... All that stuff without dementia doesn't make any goddamn sense. Right. Right. And I agree completely, man. Um, I think as far as them being able to access it, what I would say, this is, by the way, this is the most polarizing discourse we've ever had on this podcast so far. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? You just said you didn't like something, which I think has only happened once before this. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, something that you do like? No, not necessarily. Oh, But I'm saying this is still like a polarizing thing because my... I don't necessarily disagree, but my opinion is slightly different. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that that's disagree. That sounds like disagree. <laughs> you know, okay. Um, no, no, no. Like, I think Kay and Sam being able to access the house, right, and their perception of it is that, or access the, uh, you know, the extension, the weird one, is that it's there, right? But that can, to me, can be attributed to, like, teeny tiny teeny tiny blips of dementia like hereditary speaking like um like they think it's real because they're pre um oh my god they're predisposed to the genetic condition that's the word yeah dude yeah. I'm, I'm struggling that's, right now no that's that's great dude you that's, know what i'm saying yeah, like that's no, kind of the only way i could connect the two that they, dementia and the physical you know what i'm saying yeah that would make sense yeah that. and the skin peeling is just her changing yeah, so, you know. All right, so I'm going to try and blend this all together like really quick. So. Yeah. Stop looking at your phone. Well, that's how I have to blend it. Oh, so, if God. we're, all right, so we're going to do this. If we use the metaphor that the house represents Edna's mind, then everything else within the house or what happens inside the house makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the mold represents the disease growing and being unable to control it as it spreads throughout the house, or in this case, Edna's mind. Uh, when Kay and Sam first enter the house, it's very unorganized with sticky notes, which would also represent uh, Edna's thought process, right? And how it's starting to go and how she can't remember things and uh, just all of her memories and thoughts are misplaced or displaced. The black figure following Edna in the house, while it can represent a supernatural element, most likely resembles dementia and the fact that the disease is always lurking and looming, waiting to attack Edna as soon as she lets her guard down. 
Hence why she's always trying to keep track of it and uh, make it aware that she knows it's following her. Uh huh. The stained glass window is a representation that the disease has been passed down from generation to generation because we saw it on the cabin. And I'm pretty sure Edna alludes uh, to the fact that the window was the source of all the problems, yeah. or in this case, the uh, gen- genetic condition of her great-grandfather passing it down through the family line. Right. It was literally taken from the cabin. It literally, and she yeah. says, I don't like that window. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, the ever-changing hallway or labyrinth, which we said could symbolize Edna's mind as it continues to decline. And like you said, where the, I think Natalie got this idea about the changing hallway from a documentary she watched on a guy with Alzheimer's where he said that he would often get lost in his house. Oh. So, like, like you said, if it is... If that hallway, if the house is Edna's mind, then that hallway is a piece of Edna's mind, and maybe, like you said, because both Kay and Sam are predisposed to this genetic hereditary condition, mm-hmm. that they're able to experience it, and then maybe by experiencing it, they are able to be more compassionate and empathetic and accept grandma for who she is after her skin has been peeled back right which is why they're laying down together which is why they're laying down and Uh she is now a Uh i also got the idea that the the peeling of the skin symbolizes symbolizes edna being a shell of her former self also representing edna in her most simplest form and like we said ultimately allowing Kay and sam to accept her for who she is and not for who she was man that uh that puts it in perspective. I want to bring something up based on what you're saying, actually. Yeah, just tell me you want you want me to shut up, pretty much. It's like, shut up for a minute so oh you can talk. Oh, my God. I wonder if we're ever going to be able to get through an episode without one of us saying, oh, so you're telling me to fuck off? <laughs> is that how it is? <laughs> that's that's how our relationship works, man. Yeah. Maybe I'll be more accepting of you further down the line. Like okay. A year into this podcast. Shut the hell up. No, um, I just literally just told you to shut up. Okay, so... Right, and this this is what I was gonna say based on what you were just saying about the uh, extension of the house, like people getting lost in their own house, right? Let me ask you about the post its that are in there because we covered one of them, two of them, but we didn't cover the other normal ones or more normal. Two of them say my mother has green eyes, and the other one says my name is Edna. So now I didn't get a good look at Edna's. Does she? What color are her eyes? Do you know? Not sure. Ah, because let's say for argument's sake, she she has green eyes, right? Mm-hmm. That would because like there's no mention of Edna's mother at all in this movie. No, no, there's not. So if let's say for a moment we can say that she has green eyes, who's to say that post it wasn't written by Kay or or Sam? You know what I'm saying? Like because like I said, they're predisposed and they're wandering through true the how you know what i'm saying yeah i thought that was that was pretty interesting like now, maybe yeah that's a good point i didn't think of that yeah because they could definitely have a little glimpse of dementia that yeah exactly that's right? what i'm saying and like i said her mother was not mentioned at all which would make sense why when Kay looks under the bed she's able to see some figure that that is dementia right because yeah, right. she wouldn't otherwise she wouldn't be able to yeah right that's cool. what i mean man nice, so man. yeah yeah good call Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. <laughs> so what are you thinking, man? You thinking you're ready to slap a 
Sloppy. I literally say the same thing every time we record. You ready to slap a rating? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you thinking? You ready? That's right. It's kind of cool. It's like your like catchphrase. Yeah, I guess so. You think you're ready or? Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's slap a rating on this. <laughs> Wait, do you want to? Because like, who who should go first when it's their movie? The person who. I'll go first, and then you can give your rating, and then tell us what movie we're doing next. Okay, that sounds right. Good. Does it work? Yeah, I guess so. Um. Like I said, I, I liked the, the symbolism of the movie. It was very heartfelt. And I think uh, the director got uh, the point she was trying to make across. Um, I think it's really hard to make a movie dealing about like uh, like family mental illness and especially make it like a horror movie and, and able to do it so well. There were some... There was a lot of tension built up throughout the film. There were some scary parts kind of towards uh, the middle end. But I just wasn't a huge fan of the ending. Like, I get that it was necessary. Otherwise, the whole movie wouldn't have made any sense. But they spent this whole time building this climax through tension and dread. And then we finally get it, only for it to fall flat. Mm. There's no payoff. For the climax. Right. Right. Yeah. Because they're so huddled together. Yeah. And and I get it. The ending was touching. I liked how all three generations came together at the very end. And uh, yeah, it was was heartfelt. But uh, once again, I I just, the practical story didn't make sense on its own. Uh I I don't really like that. It was just kind of, I felt all over the place, at least towards the end of the movie. Although I like, Throughout the like the film, like literally right until the ending, I thought was really well done. And Let me ask you this. I'm sorry. I mm-hmm. just have a question for you. Would you say the same about Seder? Was that the was that the, the story doesn't make sense on its own without dementia? Uh no, it does. Ah. Yeah. They, they could just be like a normal cult. Yeah, it could just be a cult. He could have just been killing his yeah. family members. Okay. okay. Um but yeah, this this I don't think fully makes sense yeah that's fair to me anyway uh so for that reason i'm giving it a six out of ten. Oh, okay okay um, i i know there's there's probably some people who are like are gonna watch this and love it and there's probably gonna be some people who watch it and hate it and i think that just depends on how relatable it is to you uh-huh okay all right what about you man what are you slapping oh <laughs> that sounds so wrong ah <laughs> uh, all right well for me man I think there's certain things because I, I honestly, after watching it, I found myself comparing it to Seder. It was really hard not to because yeah. it's so similar uh, in terms of what they deal with. Now, both movies do things, certain things well, certain things they execute, whatnot, you know. And it's like I said before, I don't remember if this was on the show or if it was before the show, but I was like, oh, I'm very forgiving when it comes to movies and TV shows. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm I'm almost automatically inclined. There's going to be a lot of times where I give something a higher rating than you. Because sure. personally, the ending did not bother me, actually. That's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's good right. for you. Yeah. And, oh. <laughs> hey, <laughs> good for you, you <laughs> fucking dickhead. No, like you said, everyone has their own way of interpreting the ending. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I thought everything was pretty well executed for a directorial debut, man. For and sure. And to me... In terms of watchability and eventual rewatchability, this is a stronger movie than Seder. You Agreed. Know what I'm saying? 
and I think okay continue and I think that there's I don't know like it, it like I look at Seder and I I see a certain lack of variety in terms of character dynamics you know okay. you don't get I feel like you don't get to know the characters as well that but, I agree with yeah so I would slap a seven and a half on it nice man okay yeah. cool so you kind of because Seder you gave it was like a seven a seven yeah, okay slightly, so you, it's slightly better in my opinion. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's 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 fair. What did I give? Seven? For Seder? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. I think it might have been... I think we were pretty close. Oh, so oh I, I went, think we were on both seven. Yeah, yeah. I so think I you're went right. slightly under because, like I said... The ending. The sto- right. The story could make sense on its own. Uh-huh. And I probably would have given this a higher rating if there was a different ending. But at the yeah. same time, I don't know what ending it could be because uh-huh. then this the whole plot leading up to the ending wouldn't make sense. Right. Right, and so, I'm I'm honestly glad that we have more vastly different ratings. Like it, it makes things more interesting, you know. Because mm-hmm. like if we're just like, oh, we have the same rating every episode. Yeah. Ah, high five. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Yeah, like there's no point. Um, all right, so I guess I'll jump. I guess we're ready to talk about the next movie. Yeah. Man. Okay. So you want to look at the list and see if you can guess? All right. I, I feel like I gave it away in a conversation we had already before the show. I th- yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure you I, know. I, and I hope this is it. Are, are you doing Vampires vs. the Bronx? You got it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's annoying. Okay, I said too much earlier. You did. Um. So yeah, it's directed by Oz Rodriguez. It, oh, you know what? Okay, okay. So he's technically directed seven movies, right? But if you look on Letterboxd, it's all like... It's like stand-up comedy a one-time special for 30 rock all right so this is his first feature-length film his second or, technically oh that's still new brother nature some fucking comedy i don't know and yeah this is his only i'm just making sure this is his own his second feature-length film nice so he's still pretty new i don't think the stand-up comedy counts i wouldn't count that you know what i'm saying right okay when so was his first one made his first feature-length yeah uh 2016 oh yeah he's new and that's uh Okay, he's he's worked with some pretty recognizable actors actually already. Uh, Bill Pullman, wow. Rita Wilson, Bobby Moynihan, etc. Cool. Uh, okay, so right, so like I said, it's twenty twenty, and I'll just read the synopsis to get people, you know, like you did last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, three gutsy kids from a rap- rapidly gentrifying Bronx neighborhood stumble upon a sinister plot to suck all the life from their beloved community. I like it. I'm excited, man. I think yeah. we need a, a little break from these. The last two were pretty heavy reviews. Uber serious, yeah. man. Uber serious. It's nice get, to... Ha- I want to have some fun. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's why, And it seems like it's the kind of movie that is... It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And, it's, and it, we say that like we've been doing so many episodes. We need a break. <laughs> it's only been four episodes, <laughs> four man. Four episodes we do once every two weeks. Um, is this, yeah. is oh. this one streaming on... Netflix. Ne- oh, awesome. Yeah, Netflix. Cool. So I, I was going to get to that because, like, you know, it's easier if people know ahead of time. We should start looking into that more, saying, like, oh, you can find it here. Because, like, with Relic, they would have been like, I'm not watching that. It's, I'm not paying $15. Yeah. No, I I almost didn't want to. I was going to pick a different movie. Uh, wow. But we, no, we, we figured it out. No, because, you know, there's some people out there, not because they're not, they may not realize, like, oh, I could just do a free trial. 
Yeah. Because not everybody thinks like that, you know? Not yeah. even saying anything bad, but just like some people just don't think of stuff like that. Yeah, you almost went to a red box to rent it. Almost. I didn't know they still exist. And then I got in my pajamas and I was like, fuck that. I'm not going anywhere. They're SpongeBob pajamas, right? No comment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we're set up for the next movie. And just a reminder to rate on Apple Podcasts, which is the only place you can do it, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't have that, download it. But now I'm thinking, how can people on Android do it? Probably Google Google Podcasts or whatever it is. I think that's probably yeah? the okay. equivalent. That is okay. Yeah, if any of you have Androids, which I doubt. No. Um, yeah, so rate us five stars, rate us one star, whatever you're feeling. Preferably five stars. Preferably five. Yeah, yeah that and would be And then throw nice. in a little comment, too. Like, hey, I love these guys. They're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get descriptive with it because um, the more information, the better. That goes with anything, man. And uh, we still have yet to get an email, so you can still be the very first person and win the great prize of a teddy bear. And a heart box of chocolates, which you'll have to wait till next February for. And a picture of Steve in his pajamas. Oh, we'll that's not included. Because <laughs> that picture doesn't exist. Not yet. Oh. We need our first email for it to exist. Oh, it's true. You're not going to take it, though. <laughs> It'll be taken by someone else. Um, anything else you want to add, man, by the way? No, I think that's it. I think this has been a, a good review. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll uh, we'll catch you guys next time. All right. Later, guys.